Welcome to the World of Podcasts 2019 Hearthstone Panel, presented by Medieval Times. The following is a presentation of D20 Creative Alliance and Con Before the Storm, powered by Wowhead. For more information, go to conbeforestorm.com. Which is a fun thing, and that's how we lose entire podcast recordings. I'm sure you have all been there. All right, guys, welcome everybody to the Hearthstone panel of World of Podcasts, sponsored by Medieval Times and Wowhead. I hope you guys are having a wonderful evening tonight. And of course, we have an amazing panel of some of the best Hearthstone podcasters in the world. And yes, I say that with a period at the end of the sentence because you guys are amazing. So thank you very much, uh, everybody, for joining us. And Jocelyn, go ahead and let's get going. I can, I can actually start this time? All right, cool. <laughs> take, take two. You got, you got it now. <laughs> no one saw the last part. It's totally fine. Uh, so hello, everyone. I am Jocelyn Carney. I am from The Angry Chicken. Uh, it's one of the longest-running Hearthstone podcasts. We've been going over six years now covering the game of Hearthstone. Uh, and joining me tonight, I have Steve. Hey, so I'm Steve. I go by Wicked Good. I do a podcast called Off Curve, which I record from my car on the way home from the train station. Have not yet killed any pedestrians. <laughs> Hoping to keep that streak going. I also, um, if you play in the Master Store qualifiers, I also do a lot of the dashboards that people have been sharing. Uh, so those are also at, at offcurve.com, which is where all my stuff is. He's how I sound smart on Angry Chicken, oh. by the way. Uh, means <laughs> I was like, a lot. oh yeah, you guys want to know the Master Store meta? I got this down. Don't worry, not actually me. It's that him. makes all the hours of yelling at Tableau worth it. <laughs> and then also with me tonight, I have Mage. Hi, I'm Dwayne. I go by Mage of Death. Uh, I'm on a podcast called Doctor Three. We actually just started uh, middle of the year, trying to help people get better uh, on on standard ladder. Awesome. <laughs> Next up, we have Andrew. Hey, I'm Andrew. I do a podcast called The Happy Hearthstone, which is actually the longest running Hearthstone podcast <laughs> in the history of space and time and cards. So. It's good to be with you all. Very, very happy to have you. And then we have uh, someone we just had on Angry Chicken, actually. Uh, Deck Tech is here with us tonight as well. <laughs> hey, guys. I am Got some fans in the crowd. Yes. <laughs> Got my fan club here. Uh, I don't have a podcast. I just show up on everyone else's. So uh, I have a few more stops to make, but uh, we're getting there. And um, happy to be here. And rounding out the panel tonight, we have Bot. Welcome. I, I go, <laughs> I, I go by Bodicus. I'm on the Coin Concede podcast, where podcast all about making the competitive side of the game more accessible to you. Excellent. So here's our wonderful Hearthstone panel. So I thought we'd start start things off tonight, uh, just kind of talking about 2019, because I think, uh, or well, I didn't put this to the panel. I'm just going to speak for everyone here and saying 2019 was probably the best year that we've had in Hearthstone. Yeah. Yes. 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 So I, I just kind of want to go, go down the panel here and talk a little bit about what your favorite part of 2019 was. I mean, we saw so many changes to Hearthstone. They seem to be a little bit more of like an agile team this year, willing to try things, willing to make changes. So uh, what were some of your favorite moments from 2019? Yeah, I think, I think the favorite thing that I had was just that they, for once, left us not knowing what to expect. And that's a really good thing. Like, we got into a pretty 
clear cadence of this is when we're going to get the set and then we're going to cry about balance changes for a while. We're not going to get them. Eventually we'll cry some more, then maybe we'll get them, but only half of what we wanted. And then all of a sudden they started changing classic cards and we started getting buffs to cards. And I may not agree with all the changes that they're making, but I love the fact that they're trying different things. And it makes me, it, you know, there was a long time and I, I was listening back to this panel from last year and just like that was right after like the In The Works uh, blog post and when tournament mode got canceled like a couple weeks before and everybody was kind of grumbling and very unsure what was going on with the game. And, and I don't feel that way. I feel like the team has really been going out of their way to do different things and make the game feel fresh. They, they don't always hit, but at least they're, they're open-minded in a way that it doesn't feel like they were in the past. Very, very true. I think, uh, at least for me personally, the biggest surprise of the year was buffs because that was one of the things that the Hearthstone team, like Team 5, had been adamant, like, we will not buff cards. Buffing cards is too hard. We like to nerf things, and then we don't have to worry about the problems they create. And it was just like, so then they were like, and we're buffing these, like, 20 cards. Like, wait, what? Okay, what have you done with Team 5? Like, are you in trouble? Do you need me to call the police, Team 5? Is that what's happening right now? Are you reaching out for help? Because it was out of nowhere at all. So yeah, buffs for me were huge. Mage, what about you? What was your favorite moment from 2019? I, th I think my favorite moment actually was, I think we saw a really good execution on at least the first two expansions and a continued storyline. I, I really liked the idea of a, a story that starts at the beginning of the year and then goes all the way through the year. And I, I really... Even though we don't know the Even though we yet. don't know what the conclusion <laughs> is, and, and, and I'm really hoping it's going to be good and, and not like uh, a, some sort of switcheroo like you see sometimes in World of Warcraft. <laughs> but uh, I, I just, I like, I, I liked the flavor of the expansions and I like how well they, they went together. And I, I just, I, it made me excited and wanting to play, not just the like, the cards, but the single player content as well. Just it worked, and, and just say, all yeah, the way through. Did the single player really come into it for you? Because I yeah. know, like, their ability to tell a story, even not only through the actual single player content, but then the events that they ran too, like the the um, the midsummer thing, was really really well done. It's like, oh, all of a sudden they're running Dalaran into Blackrock Mountain because <laughs> yeah, why not? Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I think the, the single player really came into it. Andrew, what about you? Well, to continue on that, Tavern Brawls have also stepped up oh, big yeah. time, specifically the Midsummer Fire Festival. I mean, we saw the people that- The festival, that's what it was. The festival was in there, what was it? I mean, we saw people like not caring about the ladder for like seven full days because they just wanted to get their time a little bit closer. Um, and the fact that we were getting rewards through that also, unlocking cards and stuff, I mean, that was really fun. So honestly, my answer was going to be the flavor because I think that they, they have nailed that. And the only other thing I'll say is just revisiting characters also. Boomsday Project was the first time we saw, okay, we've had enough history in the game of Hearthstone that we can come back to something. And now this whole year, I mean, the entire League of Evil, the League of Explorers, it's just been one thing after another. So I have high anticipations for uh, some more return of beloved characters for the rest of the Oh, interesting. <laughs> Getting ahead of ourselves. Stop yeah. prediction time yet, guys. Come on. <laughs> what about you, Nick? Uh, I think all, all of that stuff you guys said was great. Uh, my answer probably would have been the same as Steve's answer, but uh, so that we give a varied and interesting panel. I also really loved uh, the, the theme song that we just got, because mm. that thing, mm. play that on repeat all day, 
was uh, quite the jam. <laughs> so, <laughs> so in addition to the uh, exploring new design space and everything, trying out new things, great story, I thought they should have done that from when they first announced that they were doing the year of the blank. I, I thought it was weird that that meant nothing, essentially, except just to remember which sets were in which year, I guess. Um, so I'm glad that it, it feels like a lot of different things are coming together, and I'm looking forward to seeing what comes together next. And what about you, Bob? What was your favorite thing of 2019? Well, I think everybody made some really good points, but I think for me, uh, for the majority of the last year, the standard's actually been pretty good. Yeah. Like, up until pretty recently, <laughs> I would say, uh, the meta's been pretty good. It feels like you've had a lot of variation and a good amount of uh, different decks that you can play. It's, it's, I've enjoyed it, at least, and I think it, it goes to show that a bit of, uh, a bit of variability, like having them making more consistent nerfs uh, sooner and like reacting to things I think has paid off for the most part. Yeah, I think that comes back to the like agility and, and on the subject of the meta, something that none of you mentioned and I'm really, really curious about is the shift that we had this year away from a focus on tour stops towards the Grandmaster system. So how do you feel, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna start with you and we're gonna come back down this way again. Um, with Grandmasters, did you feel like that was a hit? Was it a miss? Was it something you were watching every week? Did it make a difference even when they changed format? Because I know me personally, I watched like none of season one. <laughs> I could not get into Specialist. And then season two started, and it was like every weekend, I didn't catch all three days, but I was catching something every weekend, which was not, like I was making time for Hearthstone Esports in a way that I never really had in the season one of Grandmasters. So Bot, we'll start with you. What are your thoughts on this year's Esports? Yeah, so when Grandmasters kind of started, I wasn't super keen on Specialist, but I was willing to at least give it a chance. I kind of watched a little bit towards the start and realized it just really wasn't the format and what I had in mind of what I think like a Hearthstone tournament is about, just because I feel like the multi-class system is such a core part of competitive Hearthstone that uh, I was really happy when they switched uh, to Shielded Conquest, which is... Even, even the little bit of variation that it has on the Conquest format, I think, was really good. And uh, ended up watching quite a bit more Grandmasters after, uh, after they made that change. And I think there's, they still have a long ways to go to get it to the point where I would be very comfortable calling it a very good product. But I think they're on their way to... I think they're making good decisions. Mostly good decisions. <laughs> <laughs> we won't go so, too far so, down yeah. that rabbit hole. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Nick, what about you? Yeah, I think what Grandmasters did very well was setting up those storylines and uh, letting us get to know the players. And uh, I know Joss and probably a couple of the rest of you, like myself, were just like devastated when Orange uh, basically learned that he was going to be relegated. and. I think that that was kind of the point of the system, and I think it did a really good job of that. Uh, on the flip side, I think the things that it could work on is the difficulty in getting from that second tier up into the Grandmasters tier. And there were a lot of pro players and semi-pro players who in years prior in the HCT system and stuff could consider themselves pro or aspiring pro Hearthstone players, and a lot of them kind of felt like there was no space for them anymore in the system. And I think that that's a flaw, just both in terms of I'd like to see these players who I know and enjoy watching them play do well, but also in terms of 
when designing a eSport overall, I think one of the powerful aspects for drawing and viewership is that connection where the viewer can say, mm -hmm. I can be one of those people. Mm -hmm. And so by taking away that path, I think that that was a misstep. And you know, they're looking at stuff. Obviously now we're getting with the relegations and uh, the promotions, we're kind of mixing in a few more of those people. And so it's starting to get there, but it's still like you have to spike one tournament and then wait a year, or I'm not actually even sure how it's going to work after this first one, but uh, it feels like there's that disconnect. And I think that's where that reason is. So what's interesting is like, I, I totally relate with you, Joss, that like I, Grandmasters, it was like, okay, if you'll give me packs, I guess I'll have it on, but I don't <laughs> I don't actively want to watch this. Yeah, then you have it on, but it's actually like a <laughs> yeah. muted yeah. tab, and you're like, yeah, I'm totally watching Blizzard. But the big change <laughs> happened three weekends of this year, and that's Masters Tour qualifiers for exactly the reason you just said, storylines. Like, if you remember the DreamHack tours that we used to have, yeah. like DreamHack Denver, for example, where Ike went undefeated with Big Spell Mage, which was not even a thing back then. Like, those are the stories I enjoy watching Hearthstone for. I, and this kind of translates into professional sports for me, where like, I wanna watch the collegiate, who actually have something to prove, and don't wanna see the guys who are just getting paid absurd amounts of money. I wanna see the young bucks who have to prove themselves and get in there. But I love how Master Tour qualifiers have combined the two, because it gives those grandmasters a chance to prove themselves, not that they have anything to prove, because they're all fantastic. But put them up against the young up-and-comers and see who comes to the top. And everyone has a fair chance. And that's, that's really what I've enjoyed. And I want to see more of that. And, and what's kind of cool is they have proven themselves. Yeah. Right? Like, the Grandmasters are doing pretty well. The ones who are actually competing in the Masters Tour, we have Dog won the first one. And then we just had, uh, what's his face, won the most recent one. <laughs> and, Eddie. And, yeah. Thank you. Yes, Eddie. <laughs> and, uh, and they're all doing not all of them, but a lot of them are doing really well in the stuff. So that's kind of cool to show like yeah, that yeah. they, even though the Grandmasters has that stigma of it's the streamer league, some people call it, uh, at the same time, these players earn their way up there and they're showing They're that. there for a reason, for sure. Yeah, very, very true. Uh, Mage, what about you? Have you paid a lot of attention I, to esports this year? Honestly, I couldn't get into it. Like you were saying, the season <laughs> one, the, the specialist format. I, I When I think of pro players, I think of people that can play all different types of decks and 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 can play them at an especially high level. And and I always thought it was interesting while watching these players like switch from game to game to these different to, to these different decks. And and you just you weren't see, seeing that. You were seeing who who can prepare the best tech for what what was coming in. And there's definitely some interesting play and counterplay to that. But once they went to the conquest. I, it, it got more interesting to me, but the tour stops like you're talking about, Andrew, were, though, that's what's interesting. That, that's what I want to see. I want to see people I've never seen before coming up and, and being in that, in that top eight or, and, and, and being excited about it, too. Seeing these people when they're, when they're on Twitter, like, I made the top eight. It, it's just that, that's the stuff I like watching and, and, and seeing people excited and, and it just, I don't know. It just you didn't. It didn't. It didn't, in, in it didn't feel like system. there was that same sense of urgency or, yeah. or that level of excitement um, from from just the regular the regular uh, seasons. Yeah. Now, Steve, I know yeah. you obviously have covered a lot of the three Masters Tour stops yeah. that we've had this year. Do you have a preference in terms of you know like we had almost a tour stop every weekend last year? 
and then this year we had three. So it was yeah. a huge drop in the number of tour stops. Do you like which? Do you like better? Do you think there's a better balance to strike? I, I think the problem is... Is three enough work? I, I don't think... I, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I missed, like, the first two rounds of every Masters Tour because I'm just random... I'm just, like, furiously coding and, like, refreshing the dashboard until it starts working. But, but like, I think that the, it's not really enough because you see, like... I'm, I'm ecstatic for Language Hacker that he got into Grandmasters because I know how hard he's Because he's worked. Canadian! Yeah. <laughs> That's why we're all cheering for him, right? <laughs> but it's like, it was really close and it shouldn't have been that close because someone like him should be able to show consistency. And you can't show consistency over three tournaments that, you know, first of all, you're just having to, to spike a qualifier. And even like the, the way that they're set up now is better than it was, at least they're not 15 hours, but you still have to go like nine, 10 and zero, And that's just sometimes not gonna happen as the game with variants. And the problem with Grandmasters is it's choked out all the third party tournaments. Like nobody's going to try to put on a dream hack if there's Grandmasters every weekend and Grandmasters is offering people hacks to watch and they're not, right? So that's, I would love to see some sort of a balance and maybe with the off-season we can get that a little bit more, where there's room for the third-party tournaments to come in, maybe have their, their earnings included in the, in the numbers that are being added up for the Masters Tour, so that it can feel like it's not just somebody who spikes a tournament or two that gets in, but it's more like an overall you know, year-long year accomplishment to get elevated into that level, which is, I think, what we really felt like at the end of HCT last year. It felt like those were the folks that got into to Worlds. And I'm not saying that the Grandmasters this year aren't necessarily that, but I feel like, or even that the people who got into Grandmasters this year aren't that. But it, it feels like, it, it doesn't feel like it's as consistent of a thing. It's like somebody did really well and they deserve to be rewarded for that, but it should be more of a, you know, there's not enough of a sample size there. Yeah, there was something to be said about last year's system with just the constant accumulation of points. And I know it was really hard on players and yeah. obviously all the travel was just so terrible for them because not only do you have the actual, like you're traveling all over the world and yeah. jet lag, time zones, all the rest of it, but someone's got to foot that bill. And unless you're placing first or second in every single tour stop, like you're putting a lot of that out of your pocket. Like you're not making money being a Hearthstone pro, which is probably not the way the system should work. So I think that there's something to be said about the, the story and the consistency of like seasons of point accumulations instead of just the, you know, win a tournament, get into the, get an invite to the Masters Tour. Like there's got to be a balance there. Because I agree, like a lot of the, the other stories we lost. We had the Grandmaster story, but a lot of the tour stuff was really, really hard to follow. And we're to the point that we're going to, you know, yeah. third party, like fan created websites, spreadsheets, everything else, just to try to figure out what the heck is happening in the four months in between these tour stops, because we have no idea. Yeah, and, and you know, the other thing is just that we, we don't get, we, we just don't get the, I for, actually forgot where I was going with that, but, <laughs> <laughs> but we do right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But yeah, I mean, it's great for me because, you know, people are coming to my site, but it shouldn't be this hard to get this data out either. Yeah. And, you know, there needs to be a better way to do this or, or, oh, what I was going to say is that you have to fly yourself out to one of these places even to compete. So like, if you can't afford to fly yourself to Bucharest, does that mean that you should be excluded from being a grandmaster? Yeah. I don't think so. I mean, if you're not at least going to pay for everyone to go out there and be able to compete, that's, you know, then you're already kind of putting another 
another barrier in, to- yeah. in front of those people. There needs to be a little bit of a better way. It's, be- it's, you know, it's better than just, well, we pick these people and here you go and these are your grandmasters, but there's, there's room to improve there. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so I wanted to, to take a little bit of time now because uh, Hearthstone, I, I have been on a plane all day, so this might have changed. But as far as I know, Hearthstone is one of the only Blizzard properties right now that has no leaks out there. So we actually get to speculate with no with nothing hanging over our heads. So we're pretty sure it's dragons because it's Year of the Dragon and we haven't seen much dragons. So it's not a, too much of a stretch to assume we're going to be getting some dragons. But... Um, Mage, I think you were talking a little bit about the story in the through line, so do you want to kind of kick it off here and, and talk a little bit about what you think we might see tomorrow? What, what I think I'm, we might see or what I'm hoping to see? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of column I, A, there's, a little bit of column B. <laughs> I, I think there's going to be dragons. I think, I think we, we saw with the teaser on Monday, we saw Dragon Blight, we saw Wormrest Temple. I, I, I think, you know, the, even the, the panel from the... The year of the dragon at the beginning of the year had, you know, a tooth at the bottom. It had fire. It had this like goldish bronze-looking thing, and so it's like, e- even though it, that that name is sort of just the name of the to kind of help keep in your mind what the expansions were this year. We need dragons. I think everybody likes dragons, and I think everybody wants right? to be playing with dragons. <laughs> And, and we've just, we haven't had any, and we've had a lot of really, we have a lot of really good dragons in the game, and, but there's so much more that we could be doing with them. Reprinting cards, I stand by Nazdormu. I want a playable Nazdormu. I don't care. That's the first golden I got, and I still want to play him. But there's just... Yeah, that's kind of a, a theme that we've seen kind of running through this year of Hearthstone has been kind of bringing back characters we've been familiar with in the past. So I think that's maybe the direction we can say the next expansion might take is that, you know, maybe we see a revamp of these dragons. Andrew, what do you think? Um, so I am not wow efficient in my lore, but obviously I had to... It's okay, I got I'm you. sorry. I got you. I had, oh, I had to do my research and I learned about... Galacron, is that his name? Or Galacron. Galacron. That's a pretty sick dragon, and we have. So, <laughs> well, I, I don't know. Literally and figuratively. Yeah. I, so obviously, like returning characters, we got to see Deathwing. Like everyone's been saying that since the day we saw that teaser back in March or whatever. Um, so I, I think that but we're all. There's already two Deathwings. We need. Yeah. Two but we had first. three Doctor Booms, so <laughs> yeah. I think I wow. think there's room for a third. And, yeah. and they just they wouldn't have released the heroes Deathwing if there wasn't some sort of a tie-in, probably. Ooh, interesting cross game theory we got well, going the on. The other thing that crossed my mind is that I think it was this year that they redid the starter pack for Hearthstone yes. and gave you a guaranteed classic dragon legendary. Wink, wink. Um, <laughs> but I think it would be cool, honestly, if we saw a new Nazdormu, a new Anixia, a new Ysera. Um, it, it'd be fun to see all of them kind of take different. And I, I was unaware of some of the other ones that we got this year, like Caligos and Nazari. I have a golden Nazari that I've that is sat in my collection and not made it into a deck <laughs> I at think, all. I would love for that to be a thing. I'm not I'm not keeping my hopes up. So I think they've been sneakily kind of putting these in here and there, but yeah, we got to see them bust down the walls. I, Brightwing is great. There's a place for it, but I want to see the big baddest dragons of Azeroth. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Bob? You've been a little bit quiet down on the end. Any any thoughts and predictions? 
Uh, so I'm used to being wrong, so we'll say. <laughs> That's okay. We get to we'll be say wrong. No it's the last day we can be wrong. <laughs> um, honestly, the best theory that I heard that I really enjoyed was actually another podcast called Walk to Work, and unfortunately, the blister guy couldn't make it all the way out from Australia to be here. But he talked about potentially the destruction of the classic set if, like, Deathwing is part of it. Ooh, cataclysm. And, and maybe a, possibly a rotation of the classic set would be kind of interesting. Yeah, I really like that theory. that's crazy talk. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they just brought all these cards back from Wild. Maybe they're trying to test out the potential to have a rotating classic set, which a lot of us have been asking for for a while. Definitely. It's really hard when you're, you know, watching either esports or you're playing on the ladder and you're just like, oh, okay, we're going to get like stab and backstab and Abyss and then Edwin. Yay. This is original. <laughs> this hasn't been around forever. <laughs> so yeah, I am totally on board with the, we need to do something about the basic classic set because as much as it's iconic at the same time, it's getting a little long in the tooth at this point. So we can make some changes, I think. We'll be okay with that. Um, I think we're going to take a couple minutes here, open it up for some questions from you guys. Absolutely. So uh, really quick, big thanks to our panelists for their uh, conversation so far. You guys are awesome. And if anybody has a question that they would like to ask the panelists, just go ahead and raise your hand, and we'll pass the mic around and have some great new conversations in the back and then right over there. Hi, uh, first time uh, caller, long time listener. <laughs> <laughs> um, with the release of the of changing the classic card, you know, some of the classic cards from Wallet into uh, standard, are there any cards in classic that you wish they had done, that are in Wallet that you would wish they had done rather than, you know, the ones that they chose? Like, I know Ragnaros is a good choice, but is there any that you would have wanted them to bring back? I got one for sure. Go ahead. Uh, Lotheb is one of my favorite cards ever. I would have liked to have seen him in the bunch. Um, and, and I know you probably thought about this because I asked you on your bonus episode. What did, what did I say? I don't, rem I don't remember that long ago. Uh, the only problem I see with Lotheb is... Uh, uh, Quest Shaman. I, I'm not. I don't think I'd look yeah. too forward to playing against uh, like Lothab in the pool the and then Shutter walking it later. I don't know. Well, you I don't could, know that you could also do the double hero power Lothab bouncer Lothab back. That would be pretty bad. Uh, yeah, definitely okay. hadn't thought good, good about idea. that interaction. <laughs> That's gross. I, yeah, because I, I was totally on board with Lothab. Lothab would have been one of my choices too because, I mean, we saw his effect come back in Paladin with Rebuke, but it never really went anywhere because, I mean, you tie that effect to a body and a big beefy body at that, like, that's going to be way better as opposed to just a spell. So I was kind of sad that Rebuke didn't see a lot of play, and I was really sad that Lothab didn't come back. But now you mentioned Shaman and Shutterwalk, and I just threw up in my mouth a little, so we're not going to talk about <laughs> Lothab anymore. Uh, <laughs> anyway. But if I, had to, if I had to choose a card, I think one of my favorite cards that never saw a ton of play outside of Quest Rogue, which was Valera. That was always a card I really wanted to play with and I enjoyed playing with, but it didn't really have a place outside of really broken, uh, <laughs> playing a lot of vicious scale hides and not dying ever. So I'm a priest main, hence the shirt. So, and, and 
Vol'jin is okay, but I was kind of, eh, it was never really that great, but the secret agent coming through didn't come through, and I am very, very disappointed, because, I mean, Draconid Operative is just one of the most fun cards. I don't care if you, if you hate Raza Priest, and you still hate Raza Priest to this day, I don't care. It, that, was, that was a lot of fun, and I had a lot of fun playing Dragon Priest, and I would like to see that card come back. That was, that was a fun card. You know, with all the mechs that we have, it'd be cool if we like had Mech Warper back, right? No. Like Mech Warper, <laughs> Snip Snap, that would be cool. I thought you were gonna see Mimirons. <laughs> <getting back. laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Honestly, I'm the honestly, priest main hey. here. You're, I'm the one who's supposed to ruin everyone's fun, <laughs> not you. Okay, let me bring it back to fun then. Honestly, I'd like to twist the question, and what I would love is something that's kind of been thought about for a while: is if Wild were a place where everything was unnerfed. Like, and I think that especially now, we really need some kind of breath into there. I don't, I don't even care. I'm, I'm sure I speak on behalf of lots of live players on that. But, um, but it'd be fun to play with like original Warsong Commander in some kind of place. Uh, it'd be fun to see Molten Giants and... Um, Starving Buzzard. Starving, oh, and Unleash the Hound. How much was Unleash the Hounds originally? Two, I don't know, two, I think three. it was like all Good over the Lord, map from yeah. one to four at different iterations of the first yeah. year of Hearthstone. How, how far back are we going? Are we going to eight mana Pyroblast? Are we going that far? <laughs> I'm talking about when coining Defias Ringleader on turn one was the right play. Yeah. Because we had two two twos. Oh, so good. Okay, you, you guys are making me twitch now. Let's move on to the next uh, question. All right, so with the dragon theme we have kind of teased so far, do you think that Blizzard might include the human variants of the dragons themselves, such as Asera, Nixia, Calicos, and such? So, sorry. Yeah, are they going to gonna, yeah, are they gonna bring the human versions of dragons into? Oh, oh okay. That's cool. yeah. Like have a dragon no Stormu and a human Dorsnum. Yeah, that word. So, so there's a little game, I don't know if you've heard of it, Legends of Runeterra. I don't know if anyone's played it. Um, sorry, I hate to bring it up, but that game really proved that like being able to upgrade a card is a pretty cool, fun feeling. And when you yeah. said that, I, I immediately thought to that, like, yeah, I'd love to play with the human versions and like upgrade them into dragons mm. or something. That would be really sick. I'd love to see yeah, something like, like that. Yeah, like they were like a somehow weaker version yeah, of the card, yeah. and then you had to like fulfill a condition, almost like a mini quest. Like, like, so like a spell stone, but not broken. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> but like only active like when it's on the board or something. Mm -hmm. So your opponent has a chance to react and kill the yeah. the human version or the elf version or whatever, the mortal version of the dragon before it actually evolved into its full powerful dragon. That would be pretty cool. Man, I am on board yeah. with that. Let's do it. <laughs> I just think it'd be hilarious if the meme kept going because it seems like every year they have Year of the Kraken, but there's no Krakens in any of the sets, and then Year there of the Mammoth. There were tentacles in Year and of the Kraken, And there was one. <laughs> there was one, and then now we have two dragons in Year of the Dragon. They, maybe they just have all the human forms and no dragons in the set. <laughs> I think that'd be hilarious. Well, Ixar did say that the meta was going to be that you could stick Ysera and win. He didn't say which Ysera, so. Oh, that's mm. true. All right, excellent. Are there any other questions that we have for our panel up front? Right. <laughs> All the way up front. Here we go. Here we go. If you if you could design a secret for any of the classes that have secrets, what would it be? 
Oh man, design a secret off the top of your head. No pressure. Let's go, guys. I, I think there's one of us on this table who's who's designed an entire set. So um. <laughs> I did do that. I don't remember if I had any. You had secrets I, in there. I must. Have. I'm pretty sure. I, I'm pretty sure there was a uh, hunter secret in there, but uh, I don't remember off the top. I do remember I applied um, for several positions at Blizzard, but one of them was for initial game design. And as part of that, they do like a design test once you get past the initial interview and everything. And uh, I submitted a secret called Flash Freeze. Very flavorful for Mage. As soon as you play a minion, freeze your board. And they were like, don't you think that'd be really annoying? And I'm like, yeah, you're right. That would probably be really So uh, I didn't get that job. <laughs> what if it wasn't the whole board though? What if it was like yeah. play a minion and it's frozen? Like a cone yeah. of cold it maybe. Yeah. Because if you just play that one and freeze that one, that's kind of like whatever. Yeah, that's not really a three mana so play. But yeah. Maybe, yeah. We'll, <laughs> There's we'll, something we'll there. Yeah, it. we'll yeah. workshop it. There's something there. <laughs> All right. So Rogue, this forgotten secret class. Hey. That's true. Two mana secret. If your opponent played a spell last turn, your first spell for the turn costs three less. Hmm. Okay. I just want prep back. <laughs> <laughs> I, th I thought I that sounded oddly that familiar. <laughs> I won a lot with that card. <laughs> so then, okay. I, so that would still trigger on their turn when they play the spell. Yeah. And then your next turn, you get the discount. All right, I can like see that. It's like competitive spirit triggers at the start of your turn. Mm. All right. What about anyone have any hunter ideas? Come on. I, I was honestly thinking like hunter, like is there some way that it could trigger to equip your weapon or upgrade your weapon or something? Because like... Well, I like a weapon upgrade. Because yeah. there's no real weapon interaction. Because my first mm. thoughts with hunter were like, okay, like there's stuff that happens, like they freeze, they explode, they've got beasts that are summoned. Like yeah. what could hunters mm. possibly do? And weapons is like the one thing that they don't have a secret to revolve around. That they, they also do have a weapon that takes advantage of all secrets, so I don't know how yeah. you... <laughs> <laughs> details, details. Yes. We want Hunter to actually, be you know what? all the time. If it replaced your, your weapon, want. they would be counterintuitive, so it would actually be kind yeah. of interesting to do something like that, maybe. I don't know. And maybe even a follow-up to this question would be, what class would you like to see secrets added to? I mean, I'm going to say priest, but that's my answer for everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, All I right. definitely don't want warrior secrets. No. That, <laughs> <laughs> no more help to warrior. Just no, unless they're like, I don't know, play a secret and you destroy your own armor or something. That'd be great, but who would yeah. play that card? <laughs> they, 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 have, they, they, have, they did their time, and now they've more than made up for it, and we don't need to feel bad for them anymore. <laughs> exactly. All right. Here, next question. All right, so I don't intend to bring up any sort of bad feelings or memories, uh, but since we're not having tournament mode anytime soon, if a Hearthstone developer came up to you and said, we're adding one mode to the game, what is it? You tell me what, I, what we need to add. What, what mode or game mode or game style would you guys add to the client? I, for one, want a way to play against my friends with an arena deck. I want to, because I feel like, yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, Garrett and I might have talked about this once <laughs> or twice, but uh, just the ability, because I feel like it's not only just that, like, I want to challenge, you know, my friends, but it also really opens up the world of competitive Hearthstone, which really interests me. Like, I love Hearthstone esports. I have for a really long time, 
So the more formats we can get in that space, the more excited I am, and the more tournaments we can have, the more players we're going to see, the more names are going to become household names, the more popular that the esports going to become. So I want to see a way that I can draft an arena deck and play my friend, because that means someone can make a tournament out of it. I'll, I'll go piggyback off that, and I'd say I'd like a way to do an actual draft in Hearthstone. Mm. Like, <laughs> like I, I don't play much Magic Arena or, or other, you know, I didn't know how pipe games. dreamy we were going to go. Yeah, well, I mean, if we're, you know. Arena exists. I don't have to, things I don't have to code, I'm much more happy to go off. But, but like, you know, when you play, when you do a draft in Magic, it's like such a different experience than drafting a deck in Hearthstone. And, you know, being able, and I know it would be a lot more difficult because of the way that the packs are set up, but if you could open up I don't know, you know, X number of packs and just know that all the cards were going to be from your class and then, you know, build a deck out of it or even just let you draft five more cards and take some cards out of your arena deck so you're not locking yourself into those 30 cards. Just something to take a little bit of that variance out and, and add a little bit more skill into the deck building process would be really amazing. I, I think probably the easy answer is to just make Brawliseum a permanent mode in the game. Yeah. But I'm really not convinced that that's the answer because I remember when Tavern Brawl was released and now like there's still some Tavern Brawls where it's like, okay, just do my one and done, get in, get out. And that's something different every single week. What I think would be interesting is if they had a different game mode that every month was different, yeah. maybe different sets or something like that. Um, I don't know if it would be a third game mode next to Standard or Wild or, or something, but I think Brawliseum, if we had something like that that was rotating sets in and out, would be really interesting and open up for a lot of different deck builders and stuff. Well, yeah, because I think that's one thing that we've kind of seen with these wild cards coming back into Standard right now is just the idea that, like, yeah, you can go play wild, but that's everything. So by bringing those few cards into standard, you're getting this different mix that you maybe haven't seen before. And I mean, they're experimenting with it in arena right now anyways, yeah. right? Yeah. So basically just take the idea of what they're doing in arena and then throw it over into a standard type game mode. Absolutely. Call it something else that's not standard or wild. I don't know what's in between. And, and, and it would shake things up. <laughs> and that would shake things up a little bit more evenly than happens now because like now we're getting 20 cards and like this is why they stopped doing adventures because they would have 45 cards and they would have to spike the power high just to make them make an impact. And so if you're adding in like a whole new set or taking out a set for a period of time or, or something, just to get a little bit more evenness in there, then maybe we don't have evolve into Desert Hair and Demogu Flesh Shaper over and over again, Whoa. not that I'm bitter. <laughs> you're saying that like it's a bad thing. It got me to legend, but I didn't yeah. enjoy it. <laughs> Are you supposed to enjoy it all the time? You, yes. you play priest, I mean, come on. Yeah, I'm the only one who's supposed to have fun. <laughs> so I'm not convinced tournament mode is dead, even though it is not something that necessarily I'm as keen as the rest of the community is. I, I, I think given Runeterra, given everything that's going on, given the outcry specifically when it first came out, when it got canceled, everything. I think now is a... Was like, I wish they just never said anything. Yeah. Like, yeah. That was just the yeah. worst. It yeah. was just like a gut punch. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like now is the time that you could come back and say, you know what? Maybe we were too hasty. Maybe this... You know, I think we're going to pick this back up and look at it again. They don't have to have details on it or anything. And, and you know, it just... 
I don't, I don't think it's dead. And, and I think it's coming, and I don't want to get people's hopes up, but that's, that would be, I, I think that would be something really cool if that was, we were talking about things I want to see versus things I might see. That's what it's something I want to see. I think they definitely, with the language of the tournament mode cancellation, I think they definitely left it open for future exploration. Like, they didn't fully shut that door. They just basically said, look, you guys had one idea, we had another. No one was going to be happy here, so let's just stop what we're doing and we'll work on other stuff. And I, I feel like there's, like, one or two people with, like, a whiteboard that Friday afternoons they just sneak off and they're like, okay, how can we do this? Can we do this? <laughs> That's that's what I think. That's how I think Team Five works. <laughs> a bunch could, of rooms with whiteboards. And it could be that it's just the kind of thing that to do it right, we need a new client, and maybe that's coming sooner than we think. Just that's saying. That's what I hope this that's, whole dragon cataclysm yeah. thing is. Is just Deathwing's going to come in, blow up the client, and give us new yeah. back. We're blowing up your client. Yeah, blow there up the go. client. <laughs> I mean, that's. The, I mean, we've been seeing a lot of weird bugs lately, and bugs that we're not used to seeing. And I'm wondering if that's just. We got some people, uh, you know, not as many people doing support on the, on the main client because they're all working on the new thing. That's my hope. I'm, I may be a little bit too optimistic <laughs> or naive, but that's my hope. All right, we have, a couple we have some time for a couple more questions. I, 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 yeah, I missed the first uh, opening minutes, so I don't know if this got brought up, but you guys were talking about switching up the, like, the classic sets or something. What about for keep with variety, uh, like a new class? So I don't know if Death Knights work as well because they kind of did that with Frozen Throne, but what about the Monk or the Demon Hunter? So do we want to see it or do we think we'll see it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, because that's, that's been the big question. I mean, Hearthstone launched with the nine classes. It's never changed. World of Warcraft has many more than that. We even got demon hunters over in WoW. So do you guys think that it's something that they might consider? Because, again, I feel like we're in this weird will-they-won't-they they world of Hearthstone now because all the stuff they said they'd never do, including, you know, like... Starcraft and Diablo expansions and, and new classes, yeah. they always said no, 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 but we live in a world now that maybe they're thinking yes. So are we going to see classes that are outside our original nine? I think that if we were, it would have to be at the beginning of the year um, because you've got to wait until there's a... Because the, that's been the thing historically that they've said specifically about that is like we'd have to build out so many cards. I think that you could do it at the beginning of the year. Well, um, I don't know... If, like, I think ideally you'd backfill the past three expansions so you're not starting from scratch. Um, but I think, so I, I don't think we'll see it now, but man, I would love to see a monk class. I would love to see a demon hunter class. That could be a lot of fun. Do you think we might see something more along the lines of an expansion like Frozen Throne where we got Death Knights, but mm. it, it wasn't a whole new class, but mm. we did get Death Knights in Hearthstone, air quotes? Yeah, I definitely think we could see the death knight thing again with like monks could make sense for most classes uh like andrew said it's just so hard to think that you have to go back and build the classic and basic set for a whole new class and then all of the expansions for it and then even then it's just going to be so nerfed and like wild like it's just not going to have any wild cards. It's just going to have what, what they start coming out with. It, Unless they go all the way back, uh, which seems yeah. like something they yeah, probably would do. never do. So, so, <laughs> so then they I'd have to either see... make them super, super overpowered to, yeah. to compensate yeah. for that, or they don't do it. <laughs> yeah, so while I'd love to see it, I just I think they're more likely to go with another Death Knight-esque hero card changing thing if they do that in the future. 
Yeah, and even on top of all those hurdles you guys just talked about, I don't think they're going to print 100 to whatever it would be, 400 cards for one class as just an expansion of just here's a new class. Uh, there's also just the UI and, you know, way that the game looks problem where we have three and three and then you're just going to kind of add one over here or something. <laughs> like they're not going to do that. Um, and they've been very careful about not adding features or adding features only when they look nice. And I think that uh, this that's an additional hurdle in addition to the content one that we were talking about. Do you think that there might be anything... They seem to be experimenting a whole lot. I mean, we saw it in Arena. We've seen it with the adventures with, like, the idea of, like, dual class or, like, new hero powers and stuff. Do you think that they could kind of, like, create a dual class hero that somehow, like, channels the monk but maybe wouldn't make them create an entirely new set but just say, like, okay, as a monk, you have access to, like, these two classes of cards? I think that sounds interesting, but it's. It, I think it's difficult to do because what if they choose to add it to the class that you're really into? So if they like take over the mage class or whatever, and it becomes the monk mage class for the year, then you're getting less cards. Well, like for mage, mage could still be a thing, but then you just also yeah. have monks that have a special hero power and can pull from a couple of different classes of cards. Like I think with arena, it's easier to do it just because you don't have to make. Because yeah. I keep thinking, man, <laughs> if you if you get two cards together that are too I don't powerful, balance things. Yeah. I just have fun ideas. <laughs> it, would, it, it would be fun there, but I I think that I I mean if we're talking about UI being the issue and the potential of maybe new UI. That also seems like a really good time to say, oh, now we've got 12 heroes or something. So Yeah, could be. Or, or maybe you could look at races as a way to differentiate. Like, maybe mm. you could have, like, you know, an, an elven druid versus a dryad druid, and they have different hero powers. Or, you know, some way to... You know, we have a whole lot of hero uh, portraits, and not all of them are easily accessible, but maybe that's a way to kind of break it up and make it a little bit more difficult, different without having to go quests to change the hero power. That could be some way that they could do it and get a little bit more variety there. I mean, Teppin does that with the, they have different colors and then they have like Morrigan versus Dante that have different different ultimates. You could do something like that. Could, could you choose a skill like cooking or fishing? Or <laughs> yes, hunting? professions I mean, in Hearthstone. Hey, come on, come on. I think uh, they could also do the, sorry, uh, <laughs> just the last point. I think they could also do, they were talking about maybe bringing back the tri-class cards at some point. Uh, they've only yeah. done that once, which obviously means they haven't gone through all of the permutations of that, or even many of them. So at some point, that might be another way that they could do something similar to that. Yeah, let's go back to Gadget Sam. <laughs> I, I actually wouldn't mind that. Yeah. Yeah, let's just make great, larger and larger green men. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> I like James. All right, guys, thank you so much. We are unfortunately out of time, so I'm going to have to cut you off. But let's give a big round of applause to our awesome Hearthstone panel. Now, we are going to have some mid-intermission uh, entertainment with Jay the Bard. If you guys remember from the talent show last year, he's going to be performing some songs for you. And then we will be having the Overwatch panel up next. So make sure that you stick around. Sweet. Thank you for listening to this presentation from World of Podcasts and Con Before the Storm, powered by Wowhead. World of Podcasts 2019 was made possible thanks to our community backers via Kickstarter, Wowhead, 
and Medieval Times in Buena Park, California. Go to MedievalTimes.com to learn more about how you can witness an epic battle of steel and steed. You can also follow at MedievalTimesCA on Twitter. For the latest news, information, and guides for World of Warcraft, check out WowHead.com. This podcast was a production of and is copyrighted by D20 Creative Alliance. It may not be reproduced or retransmitted without written consent from D20 Creative Alliance. The views and opinions expressed are those of individual participants and do not necessarily reflect the views or opinions of D20 Creative Alliance, Wowhead, or our sponsors. To learn more about World of Podcasts or Con Before the Storm, go to conbeforestorm.com.